Coming up on today's show, we have the final NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver match cards. It's another big day in history. Arcade Anarchy beat expectations. A big debut for the first episode of NXT on Tuesday? Chris Statlander's back. MVP clarifies who is and who isn't in the Hurt Business. And John Smith attempts to win his first trivia championship and more on this episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. This is the Daily Wrestling News for April 1st, 2021, and we are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Vance to Beltheim Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined today by the hot Scott, the hot Rod, John Smith. <laughs> John. How are you doing today, man? Uh, my apologies if you hear any banging and clanging in the background because they're taking out a hundred-year-old oil tank out of my backyard as we speak. Oh, man, man. Well, you know, maybe there's uh, some old artifacts in and around there. Maybe maybe you'll, like, hit a treasure chest underneath it or something, and, you know, you'll be rich. Yeah, maybe I should be keeping an eye on what's underneath there right now instead of being right here. Yeah, I mean, no, it's just, there's no place I'd rather be, Ryan. <laughs> it depends. If there's a million dollars in that oil tank, you might want to be there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, uh, like we already kind of went through the agenda in the opening. We have a, a lot to get through today. So our lead story is going to be NXT TakeOver. I'm going to ring the bell and we're going to get into it. So last night on NXT, we got a couple more matches added. And I think now we have the final cards for both nights. Um, sticking, talk, talk through night one a little bit here. Um, I have a couple of questions, John. You and I can kick around like a... Uh, but we have Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez headlining the show for the NXT Women's Championship. You got the tag titles on the line, MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legado del Fantasma. Walter defends the NXT UK Championship against Tommaso Ciampa. The Gauntlet Eliminator, who we now know is going to be Isaiah Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and LA Knight in that order. And we have Pete Dunne versus Kushida. So, John... Question one is, what match in that list do you think steals the show on night one? Oh boy, that's that's a hard one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Kushida and Pete Dunne. I think that's that's the chalky answer. But you know, and it's got really not much buildup, but it doesn't need it because these two guys can go. What's interesting is I think because it has no build, it also has very little expectation. And because of that, that's why it can easily kind of like exceed them and maybe steal the show. Um, I thought you might go with Walter and Ciampa, though, because that match seems really uh, – it could go one of two ways. It could be done in 30 seconds or it could be a great match. Well, that's the problem. Now that they've added a fifth match to show to, to night one and it's only in like a two-hour and eight-minute you know, window that they have to work with, I mean, the, all these matches should be going – you know, 25 minutes, except yeah. for the Kushida and Dunn match. But that just doesn't add up to two-hour shows. So the, something's got to get cut down, and I think it's going to end up being at the expense of Tommaso Ciampa. I, I think so, too. Now, to be to be fair, that it is advertised as 8 p.m. to 10.05. So there is an extra five minutes in there. Um, so maybe Ciampa can go five minutes and 30 seconds in this match. All right. <laughs> 
you don't bring Walter all the way over from the UK to squash Drake Maverick in two moves and then squash Ciampa in two moves, though, right? He's going to have to have at least a five, seven-minute match. So, Yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of odd that they have him booked against Rampage Brown the next day for UK, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. That would be a complete swerve if somehow Ciampa wins tonight and then they have to, like, uh, or not tonight, but Wednesday next week, and then they have to, like, do all this – they do all this marketing to change it to – Champa versus Brown, you know that'd be kind of fun. But they fly him out there. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice <laughs> little swerve because every, we all think it's a hundred percent lock that Walters win in this thing just because of that Rampage Brown situation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Champa could win in a you know a screwy finish that doesn't change the title. You know, there's things like that. But I'm sure that Walter Rampage match was was filmed a while back, so we're, I'm sure we're good there. But um. Yeah. Do you think that you have we we have three title matches here? Do you think uh, one of them we're definitely gonna get new champions in the tag division? But do you think either do you think Raquel and EO have a uh, you think there's a title change going there? You know, for months I said Raquel's next in line, but just the way that EO's been going and with Al Carl chirping in my ear all the time about it, about how EO is just gonna keep that title forever. I He's got me convinced. I think EO is going to win that match. Yeah, interesting. Raquel does – I mean, it's it's kind of funny that EO last night on NXT was so um, hell-bent on getting her hands on Raquel Gonzalez, and Raquel not giving an inch. So, um, I don't know. We already talked about the Walter Ciampa match and the tag title. There's obviously going to be new champions. You must be uh, in the Grizzled Young Veterans corner for this, though, right? I mean, they're, they're your guy. Yeah, I – you got to think that the that the GYV are coming out with this one. You know, the, the, the women's Dusty Cup winners got the tag titles. I don't think the men's Dusty Cup winners are going to get the vacant tag titles too. And I think Legato is just thrown in there to make the match even better. So, yeah, I don't think they have a chance to, to do it. Okay. On night two, night two, we also have a five-match lineup. Um, I Like you mentioned <clears throat> I think I would have rather seen that Dunn Kushida match added to night two. So we have a six match lineup there. Um, but the matches we have are main event Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT championship co-main event, uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match, Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin in a ladder match to determine the, the undisputed uh, cruiserweight champion, Johnny Gargano versus the winner of the gauntlet match, and then Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defending the tag titles against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. John, same question. Which match here do you think is most likely to steal the show? Uh, Devlin and yeah. Escobar, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, have, I have huge hopes for that match. I think we've been clamoring for that match for a year now, it seems like. Sounds like. And I'm not even worried about my high hopes. I think they're going to even exceed my expectations. Oh, good, good, good. Um, and do you think there's any title changes here? Do you think Cross will come away with it? Do you think the way will come away with the title? Um, obviously, Escobar and Devlin are going to consolidate. But I got I got Tegan Knox making her long-awaited comeback to to prevent the way from winning. Wow. Yeah, and then um, yeah, what's that? I don't even remember how Tegan got taken out, like what her injury was at this point. Candice LeRae took her out. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think she was injured before she got taken out, but then they had Candice LeRae be the one that injured her. You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then Karrion Cross is, is winning that belt. I think I can't hop off of that train. <laughs> and and I and are you you calling for the the cruiserweight championships to be consolidated on Escobar, or do you think no. it's one at this point? No, I think. I think Devlin's staying stateside. I think Devlin's getting the titles, and I think Escobar is going to be moving on to bigger and better things. All right. Well, we'll kick this around some more on the Essential Wrestling Podcast on Tuesday uh, when we make our formal picks. We have time between now and then to change our minds, but that's kind of the early thoughts. But those takeover cards look great. It's the first takeover that's too big for one night, so stand and deliver. Should be a fun, fun show. Yeah, they got to stand and deliver because they're competing with Impact that Thursday, you know? <laughs> it's kind of funny. The name of the show is Stand and Deliver when it's when uh, uh, it's kind of literally like um, we're actually going to move to a different <laughs> 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 So it's kind of like um, uh, move and deliver, but whatever. <laughs> but I'm sure the deliver part is going to be solid. Um but it's kind of an important day in wrestling history. Um, all of these days kind of around this time of year seem to have some sort of historical meaning to them. And this day is no different. It's April 1st. Uh, we are we are on the same day that Hulk Hogan fought the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 6. We've got WrestleMania 17, the big Steve Austin heel turn. WrestleMania 23 was Umaga versus Lashley in a hair versus hair match. Um, in WrestleMania 28, which was the first Rock and John Cena match. So, uh, John, it's kind of an important day, I think. Yeah, to have four manias on one day, it's that, that might be the most. You know, well, I guess not because four times seven days of the week is only 28. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know, um, but we're not talking about seven. We're talking about over like a course of two months, March and, and April, right? Like, so the actual day, April 1st, yeah. has has all these shows. The yeah, latest, that's true. The latest Mania has ever gone, I was looking this up, the latest it's been is, I think, April 7th. And uh, this year we're we're going into April 10th and 11th, so this is the, these are the latest possible. But that Hogan Warrior match, I mean, that, a lot of people point to that as a sort of a marker in their wrestling um, fandom. So, so to me, that's a huge moment in wrestling history. Yeah, I remember watching that on tape but that was i was a little young you and i are the same age we were six years old when this happened and yep. you know i had a hot rod poster on my wall but that's because my uncle put it up there you know it's not like i just watched i played with my wrestling action figures more than anything me and king kong bundy go back a long way <laughs> but then uh it's 17 that steve austin heel turn that was a huge news item at that time um in 23 i mentioned the umaga and lashley match but it was also you had a money in the bank there. You had Batista versus The Undertaker. Uh, Kane versus The Great Khali, Hall of Fame match. And then uh, at WrestleMania, <laughs> 28, <laughs> WrestleMania 28, your Undertaker versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels as the referee in Hell in a Cell. So a lot of cool things happen on this day in history. So. I would say that's my favorite WrestleMania match of all time, actually. The Hell in the Cell match? The Hell in the Cell match, yeah. And I'm not even a big Undertaker guy. I, I Triple H is my favorite, though, besides Andre, of course. And this explains why you and Al Carl are such good friends. Triple H. We've bonded. <laughs> yeah, I've been Triple 
Hogan's through and through. Like I, I went to WrestleMania 18 for Triple H versus Jericho, not for Hogan versus Rock. You know. Well, very good. All right. Well, that's the news of days gone by. Let's forward and go talk about the uh, the rest of the news coming out of everything we saw last night and whatnot. So, here we go. Today's news is brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. The Body Slam Brigade Brigade newsletter comes out each week, and I compile all the top stories in wrestling. I put them together in a quick-to-read email divided up by company. Over 4,000 people are getting this letter every week. In addition to the top stories, the newsletter also keeps you up to date on everything we're doing. So definitely subscribe now at bodyslambrigade.com. A free newsletter. So in case you have to skip a show, you can still know what happens. All right, so, John, we had NXT and Dynamite last night. We already talked about the new matches that were added, but a lot of stuff going on uh, on both shows. Uh, let's talk about that Battle Royal for a second, because the six people that, that punched their ticket were not necessarily the six people we thought would punch their ticket to uh, the Gauntlet Eliminator match. Yeah, no, there wasn't a real general consensus of, about anybody besides Dexter Loomis and L.A. Knight. We all kind of went a little separate ways, but like nobody, I, I don't think had uh, had Leon Ruff going into no. this match. <laughs> I don't think any of us had Bronson Reed going into this match because we all thought L.A. Knight was going to throw him out for for eliminate for beating him last week. So yeah. I, I like the little the little uh, curveball they threw us on this, right? And L.A. Knight won, so he gets the final spot. It's not like the same advantage you would get in a normal gauntlet match, though. It's kind of the same advantage you'd get in a Royal Rumble match. Uh, I heard this match described yesterday as an elimination chamber without the chamber. Because that's kind of what it is. Um, That's uh, that's basically exactly what it is now that you put it that way. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott start. I don't think anybody's betting on them for the winner. Uh, Bronson Reed comes in next. Cameron Grimes, Loomis, and then LA Knight. Um, Lewis's performance in that battle royal, uh, pretty interesting that nobody would touch this man. He just stood in the corner staring. He was standing there for a good 10 minutes before he got involved with anyone, I think. Yeah. And did you count how many times he blinked? (laughs) (laughs) 0.0. So, yeah. So, uh, you still have Lewis winning this thing and facing Gargano. It's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, L.A. Knight and, and Gargano a little, did a little jaw jacking after the match, but I mean that's kind of mandatory after you just win a match yeah. like that to go for that title. So, right, um, I, th- that's them them making us want that match. But then they're going to give us Loomis, I think. Yeah. Uh, to be fi- to be fair, with the exception of Leon Ruff, because we've seen Leon Ruff versus Gargano a bunch of times, I don't think I'd be real disappointed with any of these other other guys. Um, Swerve Scott's really not been built up, but I think he is very capable of having a great match with Johnny Gargano in, you know, given time. So I think we, I think we win here no matter what. Yeah. I can't see them not going face versus heel though. So that really only leaves Bronson Reed and Dexter Loomis. Yeah. And I don't see Reed winning it. Right. Right. Okay. Other news. Uh, Roderick Strong was supposed to be in that match, but he walked away. He walked out after losing to Cameron Grimes in the opening contest. He took a took a walk. Didn't explain why. Just 
walked out. So do you think yeah, he's, he's, he's done? Do <laughs> you think he's gonna appear on the main roster or do you think it'll be repackaged as um the hot rod Roddy Strong or something? Or you know, what do you think it's gonna happen? Uh, I can't see him not getting involved in the Cole versus O'Reilly match. <laughs> I know. I have you know, a bad feeling about uh, Roddy Strong remaining heel. And uh, yeah, and they, they back in December they gave Bobby Fish like eight to ten weeks on his injury, so he should be like even if things went a little wrong, he should still be like ready to go by by next week. You know. Yep. Yep. So maybe we see maybe we see Bobby Fish come back. That'd be a newsworthy item. Um. The other thing that happened on NXT last night that was fun throughout the entire night is we had this little dog running around. We see <laughs> that it's like the what's a, what's what's more funny the fact that we have a dog mascot for NXT or we have a GoPro right behind <laughs> and in front of them like cameras swirling around this dog as the dog runs up to the PC and then into the PC and ultimately uh, ultimately we find out that Frankie is coming on April thirteenth. Um, and uh, you know everybody, everybody, including myself, think that Frankie is Taya Valkyrie, which makes sense with a little dog. So I thought Taya Valkyrie, but that did not look like her ankles slash calves. So <laughs> I I want the dog to be named Frankie also because the having like a if Taya Valkyrie wasn't easy on the eyes like she is, then you could call her Frankie. But like, you don't want to call somebody Frankie. That's nice to look at, you know. <laughs> I think it would be kind of fun if, uh, if like the if they made it out to where like the dog was the star, the dog Frankie was the star, and Taya was kind of like the dog's handler. <laughs> that would be kind of a different angle to go with. Well, but I mean, I was I was drawn in. I was like, why am I watching this puppy, and why do I care so much? <laughs> I loved. I am a huge Taya Valkyrie fan, though. I, I I don't know if I like the name change, but of course that was going to happen. So uh, it is what it is. But uh, I'm looking forward to her debut. I, I you know I hope they do big things with her and that they don't you know she's not relegated to the back of the division or anything. Not that I want to see her pushed right to the top. I think she should get wins or whatever. But I hope she I hope she's thought of highly and and moved pretty quickly. I think she should be. She's going to be, compared to the other girls there, she's going to be, like, besides from Raquel and Mercedes, she's going to be, like, the, the biggest of all the chicks. She's yeah. towering over everyone, I think. Yeah. And she – um, I also think that she comes in with experience that I would say is equivalent to the, the experience that, like, Io Shirai had and stuff. Um, you know, all, all the women that come from Japan – Usually they come with tons of experience and they're just kind of pushed up as opposed to the ones that are kind of uh, performance center projects that get kind of built up. Ty has been everywhere, you know, so I thought, you know, she's AAA and she's impact and she's been around for a long time. So a lot of experience there. Okay. Uh, the other thing on uh, other thing on uh, newsworthy from NXT last night, Night one of Takeover is not only going to be on the USA Network, but it's also going to stream live on Peacock. So um, I don't know if that changes anybody's viewing habits, but it's at least interesting a little bit that they're going to to live stream them live stream it there. So or dual does that mean we're not getting commercials during like on the Peacock feed? Like, how does that work? Because we don't have if you're paying for no commercial. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. 
And is night is night two because it's not like going to be on a network like like the USA Network? Is that going to be like a full pay per view where we get zero commercials? That's my you thought. Know? That's that's what I think. But I but I don't know about that night one thing. Are they going to have different commercials or the same commercials or what they're going to do? But... Like Peacock specific commercials. Yeah. Yeah. So we will we shall see. Um, okay. Well, NXT. That's NXT. Of course, there was a whole plethora of matches as well but that's the major news coming out of nxt and on the dynamite side of things uh we had some news going on there too uh with returns and everything but christian cage had his first match it went 16 and a half minutes against frankie kazarian he won um i thought he looked to be out of out of breath winded spent a little awkward on the top ropes um maybe maybe some rusty had it you know had to kick off the rust a little bit but uh what did you think john it could be a little ring rust, but I think it's mostly the fact that he went 16 minutes. And yeah. any wrestler that goes 16 minutes is usually blown up. I just don't yeah. think he should have went 16 minutes with somebody like Frankie Kazarian because <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't really like help him in his world championship aspirations. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that a little bit before the show. They roll, they roll <laughs> Frankie out for a good singles match every once in a while, but he's not like a singles competitor guy that they're focused on so yeah we'll see what we'll see where he goes next i would imagine he's going to be on dark or something next if you get a few wins there and then then they'll reappear him on uh, dynamite but we'll see the uh the segment that you fast forward through surely the cody rhodes match um i know he's your guy and everything but uh, QT marshall versus cody rhodes in an exhibition match a couple of interesting things here first and foremost um, it's an exhibition, which is kind of like an unsanctioned, but it's supposed to be friendly. Uh, I guess it doesn't count in the rule books or anything like that. Uh, but what's weird is this was a no contest. There was no finish to this match. Um, and AEW has never done that before. <laughs> so that's point one. Point two, partway through the match, QT just hauls off and punches Arnie Anderson, the referee, in the face. <laughs> and that starts a whole big heel turn. Um, and not just from QT Marshall. Yeah, he had some uh, some goons, and one of them's a, a bronze medalist boxer, from what I understand, right? Yeah, Anthony Agogo. He was uh, AEW's first developmental signing, and they they signed him before I want to say before Dynamite even started on TNT. He was the very first person they had in developmental. He's been training with QT all this time. He's been a com doing commentary on Dark here and there. Um, him and Nick Camarado, who we've seen on various um, episodes of Dynamite a little bit and then a lot on Dark. And then Aaron Solo, who's been all over Dark and was recently got the Aaron Solo is all elite uh, graphics. So that is QT's little group of, of people that basically destroyed the rest of the Nightmare family. Lee Johnson, Dustin Rhodes, Cody. Uh, Red Velvet made the save. So, Isn't Camarado the one that had a, like a pretty good match with Moxley a few months ago? Yeah, that's right. That's right. His match with Moxley, everybody kind of stood up and noticed him, which is yeah. you know, great for him. He's a big guy. He looks kind of, uh, I don't know, he looks, he looks like a caveman kind of. Yeah. His hair and everything. Um, but... Yeah, a lot of there was he got a lot of positive press after that match, and I think they they've got him fast tracked with this group, so good for him. 
lots of factions now in AEW, huh? Oh my god, including the return of the inner circle last night. <laughs> that was a vicious beatdown. I mean, uh the playa through MJF supposed to have this great big gift, right? He's got suits for the, the group and he's gonna do this. Um uh, he's gonna have an interior designer redo the locker room. And as he goes to say, we're gonna get a new bathroom to get rid of the stench, there's the inner circle, and they attack. And they leave that pinnacle lying. I, that was a really fun um, return for the inner circle. And I think we're leading towards something. Nothing announced, but we're leading towards a big match be between these guys. So. I bet you MJF personally scrubbed that toilet for about an hour before that segment just to make <laughs> sure that he wasn't putting his face in anything gross. I was hoping they would have like food coloring or something in there. I mean, if those five guys from the inner circle were standing in that bathroom all that time, you don't think any of them thought, well, we're going to give somebody a swirly. So maybe one of us should do something here. Or like a, like a Snickers bar, like in the yeah. sandlot when it's floating in the water. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I th do you think so I heard a lot of some people online saying they thought maybe we'd go towards another stadium stampede match. Um, it feels a little bit more like blood and guts to me, but um, but I guess it, you know it could be anything. I also thought maybe they could do a, a full dynamite themed episode that's just Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. You know, they could do five or six matches from that. But we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, that sounds like something they would do. Yeah, the Arcade Anarchy match. Now, when this thing was announced, it's you know. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus Miro and Kip Sabian with video games surrounding the ring. I thought this sounded about as dumb as it could sound. <laughs> and I my expectations were more than exceeded. This was a really fun, fun match. Um, they had a prize board with you know different prizes and the ticket values because it's an arcade that you needed. Well, Chuck Taylor partway through the match pulls down a bear and the bear is taped up in the back and we're like, oh no, it's thumbtacks, it's thumbtacks. It's Legos. <laughs> it ended up being Legos. So, Ooh. which is worse, worse than thumbtacks. I think we decided that before the show. We decided that separately last night, and yes. we just spoke about it before the show. <laughs> yes, much rather take the thumbtack bump, I think. Um, but also during the match, we had the return of Chris Statlander, who's been gone since uh, just before Double or Nothing. It was supposed to be, I believe Chris Statlander was supposed to get a title match and ended up being Penelope Ford who took the title match. So that may be why the uh, why the beef there. So Statlander returned. She went after Penelope Ford. She returned as a prize in the claw machine. <laughs> so, so that was fun. And that wasn't the only return because later in the match, in comes Sue driving her van and Trent Barrett gets out. So Trent makes his return. Ultimately, Sabian and uh, not Sabian. I keep trying to do that. Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy won the match, but really fun. Definitely exceeded my expectations. So good on them. Uh, next yeah, week, Miro's first loss in AEW too. Miro's first loss in AEW. He hasn't had a whole ton of matches, but this was his first loss. He won everything else, whether tag or singles. He's still undefeated in singles competition though. So right. Uh, next week, we have John Moxley and the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, the Bunny versus Ty Conti, Darby Allen versus JD Drake in a TNT Championship match, uh, the Inner Circle returns, and Jurassic Express versus Bear Country. Now, this is the dynamite that's going to go up against Night One of Takeover Stand and Deliver. 
So, so. Yeah, so we're definitely getting the Kenny match at the in the main event to go up against EO and Raquel. Yeah, they're making a big deal about the Jurassic Express versus their country match too, though. Yeah. I yeah, that sounds that seems more like an opening match than a closing match to me. It does, yeah. It does. Yeah, you can't have Kenny versus Moxley as your opener. I mean, I guess you can because then you suck people in, but then that's what they're there to see. So <laughs> then they might just not watch for the rest of the show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um. We had some other news items not related to Dynamite and NXT that came out yesterday. First, WWE revealed that Brian Kendrick has officially retired, and he's going to be taking on a producer role. The Brian Kendrick. So, there you go. PW Insider reported that Peacock has removed the DX segment where they dressed as the Nation of Domination. So, Peacock... The problem with this is not the fact that like they're getting rid of blatantly racist things. It's the fact that NBC is telling us what we should and shouldn't be watching instead of just throwing a disclaimer up there. Because like, you know, after what are they going to do? Edit out all of Bobby Heaton's commentary about Tito Santana? Yeah. Oh, that's the flying burrito. You know, like that's just as offensive as the DX stuff. But it's going to take a lot, a lot more effort to edit out. And I think it's more of just a like a. A posturing thing, and then because if, if they really cared, they'd be editing a lot more than they're actually doing, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of this. You know, I will say Disney, um, on the uh, the Disney, the Disney, what is it, Disney Plus, there's some um stuff that's pretty sensitive from their old movies that were made in the 50s and the 60s and the Apple Dumpling Gang and stuff that I happen to watch. And they, they do what you said. They put up a big disclaimer before that that says this stuff is, you know, times have changed and this is not, you know, what we would do today. But this was, you know, it's presented in its original form. Yeah, it's like you're applying today's standards to things that happened 30 years ago when you should just be disclaiming that this is not how things were back then, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you maybe even a big like red X over it, even or something. Just you know, they could they can make it very obvious that they don't <laughs> condone it. But um, yeah, it's a little unfortunate that the, these things may get lost to history. But in general, we haven't talked about it on this show, but um, there might be a lot lost to history because Peacock does not have this library that the WWE Network had. Um, there's you I, as far as I know, you can't go find all the old. Uh, nitros and all the old raws and all that stuff's not all up yet. And that maybe yeah, we, will, but last night I was gonna go back and watch uh, Samoa Joe versus Nakamura from like you know years ago in NXT randomly because I had like a half hour before uh, NXT was about to start. And you, they've only got the last three years of takeovers. They've got nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one. That's it. Yeah, yeah, they've got some work to do. I don't, I don't know what their plans are if they're going to do it, but that. That part's just, you know, we're going to need journalists. We're going to need encyclopedias and stuff like that because this, you know, we were talking, we started this talking about the stuff that they're blatantly pulling out, but the stuff that they're actively not adding yet, um, I'll, give them, I'll give them time. Their whole switch isn't done, but um, if they don't add this stuff back in, that'll be kind of sad. Yeah, it's just they, they wanted WrestleMania to be exclusive to them, but then they didn't consider like how long it was going to take to upload all these videos to their to yeah. their servers. 
And it, it's just like, you know, just selfish, you know, corporation, you know, thinking, I guess, you know. Yeah, they did not consider that I wanted to watch that NWA Clash of Champions from 1986 today. <laughs> you know what? And they should, like, all jokes aside, they should be considering that because that's literally what people who subscribe to the WWE Network are watching it for, unless it's pay per view day, you know? Yep. yep. Stuff like that. Yep. So MVP, he went to Twitter to clarify that Ken Corbin's not a member of the Hurt Business. He said that uh, Bobby Lashley and him are the Hurt Business, but they are accepting applications. Um, I put one in. I have not heard back yet, so we'll see. I'm going to apply in person. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, and today, later today on uh, NXT UK, Pretty Deadly is going to be defending the NXT UK Tag Team Championships for the first time against Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. So... Uh, that'll be at 3 o'clock on Peacock, I guess. I haven't been able to find NXT UK on Peacock Live yet, so we'll we'll see. All right, John, that's the news. You ready for what comes next? If that's trivia, no. <laughs> Here is trivia. John, you are poised to win your first championship. The pressure is on. You need to get three questions correct. If you do, you tie John DeConi, and then I don't know what we do. You, if four correct gets you free and clear, gets you the championship. We're going to be talking about WrestleMania 16. Ooh, WrestleMania 2000. I like it. I think you are going to like it. WrestleMania, here's your first question. Well, you got five questions. A simple majority correct gets you the win. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. Your first question is, WrestleMania 16 was not branded WrestleMania 16. What did WWE call WrestleMania from the year 2000? WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> very good. Very good. Okay, you're one for one. John DeConi is sweating. The team of... China and Too Cool defeated what three members of the Radicals? Oh boy! You know, okay. You know, I'm just gonna go with all other than he who shall not be named. It was Saturn, Malenko, and um, who's the third one? Eddie. Duh. Eddie. Yeah. yeah, you are correct. Those are the three. Okay, good. <laughs> um, we are going to name he who must not be named in the next question. Okay. So it's okay. You're two for two. Things are looking up. Kurt Angle walked into WrestleMania 2000 as a double champion. He had both the Intercontinental and the European Championships. He competed against Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit in a special two-fall match where the first fall was for the Intercontinental title and the second fall was for the European title. Who walked out with championships? I don't need you to tell me who got walked out with each one. Just who had championships at the end? And I have multiple choice if you need it. I got it for you. I got Ben Benoit walked out as Intercontinental, and um, Jericho walked out as European. Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. All right, three for and three. Of them, and, and they both pinned each other. So Kurt Angle lost both of his belts without even <laughs> losing yeah. the match. Right. Correct. Which uh, El Carl asked me some trivia on that recently, and I bombed. So, <laughs> so you are a better man than me. 
semi-main event was Kane and Rikishi defeating these two members of D-Generation X. And I got multiple choice for you. Was it Billy Gunn and the Road Dog, Road Dog and X-Pac, X-Pac and Triple H, or X-Pac and Billy Gunn? Road Dog and X-Pac. That is correct. You're four for four. This last question is just for kicks. <laughs> just for kicks. Uh, the main event was a fatal four-way elimination match. I'm just looking for the winner here. Was it Triple H with Stephanie? Was it The Rock with Vince McMahon? Was it Mick Foley with Linda McMahon? Or was it The Big Show with Shane McMahon? Time to play the game! <laughs> <laughs> I think that marks a perfect plex for you, sir. Perfect. 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 Yeah, that that Rosemary could not have been more in my wheelhouse. That was like the height of my love of my my first love of wrestling. Like that was when I was doing backyard wrestling with my friends and stuff. <laughs> well, this is a really good month for you. Um, when we pull up the scoreboard, that makes you twenty two for twenty five. That is a really good record over that many questions. So, is you, that a is that a month a monthly record right a, there? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Questions answered in a month. That Although month. today is April Fool's Day, so I know, I know, but I had to give you today to make it even. So we did. So. Yeah, so. it's still March thirty first somewhere, right? Uh, is that right? No. <laughs> I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to check with the uh, like the uh, like Hawaii. It's probably already turned. <laughs> Hawaii is, I think, seven hours behind. Yeah, no. Yeah. Nope. All right. Well, congratulations, John. You are the champion. And as it is April, it's time for a new shirt to be talked about on the show. So we are going to be talking about all month this new shirt. And let me take down the little thing in the corner so everybody can see it. This is Bell Time Club. Check out the new Bell Time Club t-shirt. Join the club for just 22 bucks. The shirt gets is getting pretty solid reviews, but you can be the first to pick this up. Um, the shirt comes in an awesome design. Of course, it's a parody of the famous Bullet Club shirt. You get the super soft shirt any size you want and free shipping for just 22 bucks. A great, great shirt. Here's something even better, though. If you use the promo code SHIRTS10, you can get 10% off two shirts or more at checkout. So there you go. There's a chance for you to save some money. And then on join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. We take you through the world of sports. Our show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Episode number 48 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast returns Tuesday. I will be in the hosting position kind of alongside Al Carl, John Smith, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. We're all going to be there. Another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on Tuesday on the Eastern Observer. And then on Saturday, April 10th, EWP's special WrestleMania special. Before you watch Impact Hardcore Justice, before you watch WrestleMania Night 1, join Al Carl. John Smith and John DeCani for the Essential Wrestling Podcast WrestleMania Special. 
They're going to walk you through the two-night event, provide their analysis, and make their picks for all the matches. You won't want to miss it. It's how you'll know who to pick for WrestleMania. April 10th at noon. And then our show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, returns Monday for another week of WrestleMania shows. So next week, we have WrestleMania Retrospectives episodes on WrestleMania 3, 10, 19, 20, and a WrestleMania stat show on Friday. So do tune in for that. And finally, I've been making John wait all this time. He has gone out and acquired the championship belt. <laughs> there you go. He's holding it high for everybody to see. He is the trivia champion this month. He'll be. You'll have to wear that belt for the entire month. I was going to tell you, you have to go over to John DeConi's house and get the trophy. <laughs> but, trophy. It's a, it's, a, it's a cup. We get our name etched into it every yeah. month. Yeah, like the Heritage Cup. Yep, that's right. All right. Well, that's our show, John. Any uh, any parting words? Uh, parting words today. No parting words today. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Ryan. No worries. No worries. It's uh, it's been a good show. You're uh, you were studying for your championship. I understand. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> everybody, have a great uh, a great weekend. Have a great week next week listening to our WrestleMania specials and uh, enjoy TakeOver and WrestleMania and everything. So until then, we'll see you next time. <laughs>